Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, the ages of all ages, Amen. Elizabeth, today expresses what every Christian should know, that God is always at work. Like we read in the fifth Sunday of Lent, the Lord Jesus says, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. There's not a moment where the Lord is taking a break. There's not a moment where the Lord says, I'm not going to listen to you in that sense. The Lord is listening to you and thinking of what you have to ask and all your prayers. You have to remind yourself that delay is not denial. But the Lord has wisdom beyond human comprehension that we need to trust in. This is, the, this is where the difference between Zacharias and Elizabeth and all of us. You notice that last verse on the screen says, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. The Lord looked on her. The Lord is always looking upon each and every one of us, thinking about each and every one of us, considering what we're looking for. Waiting is a very difficult thing to do. Usually we as Christians have a big problem with waiting. Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to wait? But you notice today's verse, the first verse that was announced to us for this gospel was, You will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. There's a set time. There's a set time. Next Sunday, God willing, we're going to see how everything happened in the fullness of time. This fullness of time is a very powerful thing. That means things are being fulfilled, being filled, gradually being completed, until everything converges and comes to the exact perfect wise moment where the Lord can implement what he has prepared for each and every one of us from before the foundation of the world. We know that when Adam and Eve fell in sin, right away there was an announcement of the promise of salvation, the redemption that would come. The, the promise came where the Lord said, the offspring of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. This is going to happen. It didn't happen the next day. But it was being fulfilled. It was being completed till the fullness of time where the Lord would be incarnate, born of a virgin in the fullness of time. See, when Zacharias tells this to, when Archangel Gabriel says this to Zacharias, says to him, you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their proper time. There's a time. So of course, everything begins with a matter of trust. How can I trust? Some of us think waiting on the Lord is just, you sit there in the waiting room waiting. I mean, when I have a doctor's appointment, I have to go and wait, right? You sit down, your appointment's at 10, you get there maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes earlier because you left earlier to beat the traffic, to find a parking spot, to pay the, the parking, to go up, to give in your card, to register and sit there. And your appointment could be in an hour, but ends up taking two, three, four, five hours. It's always waiting, right? We have to wait in the cashier's line in the store. We have to wait at Costco. We have to wait when we're buying stuff for Christmas. We have to wait 
at the doctor's appointment. We have to wait for the bus. We have to wait for the metro. Wait for this. Wait for that. Waiting doesn't mean sitting there doing nothing. There's a huge difference between waiting and active waiting. I want you to consider that with me today. When David says, wait on the Lord and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord, exclamation point. He's trying to tell us that your waiting is going to be a marvelous thing. If you learn and develop your skill of waiting on the Lord actively. Imagine Isaiah the prophet prophesying hundreds of years before the divine incarnation. When he says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah didn't live to see this. He was inspired and given the word by the Holy Spirit to write. And he wrote these words. And Isaiah didn't see them happen in the flesh. But he knew they were going to happen. Like to him it was beyond a shadow of any doubt. That if the Lord says that he would be born of a virgin. Then he will be born of a virgin. Period. There was no like when O Lord. How long O Lord. When are you going to do this Lord. Active waiting is very important for the Christian. Well, for any human being, but particularly for the Christian. If the Christian is going to sit there and say, well, I've waited, I've prayed, God doesn't answer my prayers, then the devil's, oh, you're in that mode now, great. You're finally in that zone. I have you exactly where I want you. Now I'm going to start bombarding you. You're upset, right? Because God didn't answer your prayer yet? Okay, now I'm going to start giving you other thoughts. Guess what? God never loved you. Guess what? God doesn't exist. Guess what? And then sowing, sowing more discord, more doubt, more disbelief, all kinds of horrible things in your mind, in your heart to lead you away from what St. Jude tells you to do where he says, keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself constantly immersed in the love of God. God knows exactly what he's doing. From generation to generation, the prophets have prophesied and said, the Lord is coming to fulfill his promise. The Lord will come and save Zion. The Lord will come and save you. It's going to happen. Don't worry about when. The prophet says they never worried about when. They said it's going to happen. What if it's not in your lifetime, Isaiah? Who cares? It doesn't have to be in my lifetime. It doesn't matter that it's not in my lifetime. What matters is that it's going to happen. That's why St. Paul tells us that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed to preach this because I know, I know for a fact it's going to happen. When, how, who, where, that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't even concern me. What concerns me is I know who my Lord is. And I know what He does and what He is capable of, the do, of doing and what He has done from generation to generation. Henry Nouwen once said, active waiting means to be present fully to the moment in the conviction that something is happening where you are and that you want to be present to it. Something is happening right where you are right now. Something is happening. You don't know how, what, when, but you want to be present, right? It's like when you're watching a movie and you know, oh, be, be careful, this next scene is really good. And then somebody who's seen the movie keeps on telling you, and you tell them, shh, don't tell me because you're enjoying the suspense and you can't wait to see, you, you missed it. What, I missed it? You don't want to miss that scene, right? You want to be present to the moment. It's like you're, you're sitting at the gate waiting for your flight to be calling for boarding. You don't want to miss it, right? You want to maybe rest. 
you want to grab a coffee, you want to make sure your handbag is still next to you, you want to talk to your loved one, that's fine. But most important at that moment is that your ears and your eyes are on that screen and that voice telling you boarding call, gate number this, flight number that, destination that. Your destination is heaven. And the gate is heaven. The doors of heaven. The doors of paradise. And the calling is coming. It is coming. Coming when? That's not the point again. So what does it mean to wait on the Lord? David tells us, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He's exclaiming it passionately to tell you, wait, trust. You see, he says, unless I had believed. It began with David believing. Just like Abraham believed. Just like many before us have believed. Just like many have believed who had not seen it fulfilled in their present time. But they believed. And they left this earth with a huge smile on their face, knowing where they were going, in whom they believed, and what they lived by. They had no doubt. They had no doubt. God's plan is worth waiting for. It's worth waiting for. Pope Carillus tells us, trust that God sees you. He hears you and feels for you. So your little matters are very big before his love, and your big matters are very small before his might. He sees and feels everything. He tears with you. He cries with you. He's sad with you. He rejoices with you. And he's with you every step of the way. God's plan is worth waiting for. Pope Carlos was a man of prayer and a man of patience. And he knew that prayer and trust in God was the key to the fulfillment of every promise. No, longer how long, no matter how long it took. He says there are no bad days or good days. There are days with prayer. And days without prayer. The days without prayer are empty and void. The days without prayer happen because we have lost hope. We've become discouraged and given up that God is actually listening. He is listening. He's always listening. Delay is not denial. The point is, I say, Lord, here is my request. Here is my prayer. Thy will be done. The Lord gave us this example. He taught us this. When his... When preparing for death on the cross in the Mount of Olives, he prayed earnestly and his sweat was dripping drops of blood off of his forehead, his sweet, pure head, his forehead. And he said, Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it otherwise according to your will. He taught us to say this, to conform to the will of God. Pope Corillus also said, have you ever heard of anyone who trusted in God and was let down? Heaven forbid. Leave it to God who is in control. Isaiah says, again, a man who did not see it fulfilled in his lifetime, who died sawn in half by those who hated him. He said, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Wait for him. Wait, but actively. So, you know, for example, when you go and sit there at the waiting room at the doctor's office or waiting for your flight, what do you do? You get things to preoccupy your time as you wait, don't you? You try to be productive. Some of you find a plug or something to charge so that you get to work on your laptops or your tablets or your phones or catch up on emails as you wait. 
Or you go and pick up something to feed your children before they get on the flight because they're going to get hungry. As you wait, you know what it means to be active as you wait. Why not do the same when it comes to the promises of the most faithful God, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of gods. Why not be active this way? Why not imitate those who have preceded us and who, do, who did that and those who still do that among us? Keep calm and say the Jesus prayer. Keep calm and say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Every time you feel sad or frustrated or concerned, go to the name of Jesus. Like it says in the book of Proverbs, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. St. Paul says, for we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. The waiting is not meant to be a burden on you. Waiting time is preparation time. Waiting time is preparation time. When you wait for something, prepare. And prepare regardless of the answer. Trusting in He who is answering loves you more than you can love yourself. More than you can love your spouse. More than you can love your children. He loves you more than all of that combined. Trust and wait with perseverance. Don't lose hope. Don't get bored. St. Ambrose of Optina says, Boredom is the grandson of depression and laziness is the daughter. To send her away, labor actively. Active waiting. Do not be lazy in prayer. Then boredom will pass and zeal will come. And if you add to this patience and humility, then you will escape much evil. Isaiah again told us, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait. If you wait, the answer will come. The best answer will come. At the right time it will come. Think of all those who waited. Abraham and Sarah waited over 25 years for Isaac. Joseph waited over 20 years for his dream to come true. David waited 15 years to become king. Noah built an ark and waited a century for the flood. Moses waited 40 years before leading the people out of Egypt. Esther fasted and waited. For three days before speaking to the king. The Bible is filled with righteous men and women. Who have waited on the Lord. Trusting and regardless of the answer. Regardless of the outcome. They would do fine. That's why St. Paul tells us we know. That all things work together for good. To those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. So regardless of whatever happens as I wait. All of it is for the good. Even Joseph said that to his brothers. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. Jeremiah tells us while witnessing what happened to his people in Lamentations. It's called Lamentations. And yet in Lamentations he says the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. When you pray for rain, carry your umbrella. Live in the power of expectation. Like, you know, the stories you've heard of, you know, there was drought and they said, okay, we're going to pray for rain. And everybody gathered to pray. Only one little child brought an umbrella. Because this child knew that if they prayed, God would respond. You have to pray with the power of expectation. Live in that power. Know that whatever is happening, it's going to happen at the right time and the right way. Trust and know. Trust and know. Solomon says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. 
Don't lean and don't be analytical only. Sometimes we get too analytical and we start to think only with this. This, my friends, is limited. No matter how many degrees you got from university or how intelligent you think you are, this is limited. God is not limited. He is the unlimited. He's the omnipotent and he knows exactly what he's doing. So the wisest king to ever have walked the earth said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust and as you wait, think of this word from Solomon as well. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. In the meantime, live according to the highest standard, which is walking like your Lord walked in his footsteps. While I wait, Lord, I'm going to imitate you while I wait. I'm going to say, thy will be done while I wait. I'm going to do exactly what you would have done had you been in my shoes while I wait. This is what WWJD is all about. This is what it means to wait and keep waiting and to keep waiting on the Lord. Never to think the Lord is not answering. The Lord doesn't care. Yes, He cares. Don't allow the devil's lies to fill your mind. St. Paul reminds us and says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What he begins, he completes. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Whatever he starts, he completes. So since you're here, since he, he put you on this earth, he began with you. And he will complete it in fulfillment, in success, in glory. Until that day when he comes back on the clouds. Just be faithful until death. Trust that he loves you more than you can love yourself. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.